if you're constantly looking for the scales as like your a validation of your worth that isn't going to last very long because you come to realize that when you lose all the weight you need to your weight will fluctuate naturally by people take half a stone sometimes and i think constantly worrying about these three pounds that you might be losing or putting on you're taken away from the fact that actually you could be focusing your energy on you know what other things have i done this week that have made me feel really great and i just think that's such a more healthier way to look at it but i completely appreciate that you know i've grown up with stepping on the scales like every day at school and thinking that if i lose a certain number of the scales it makes me a better person but actually it doesn't because you could have four people lined up in a line and they all weigh the same but they look totally different they yeah, have different yeah. height different body structures different figures everyone is completely different but we all view weight the same like we all think oh this number on the scales is perfect for everyone but actually it's not we're all so different and a big thanks to this week's sponsor creative ways podcast Emma Isaacs has been a designer for 20 years. Her podcast is filled with inspiring conversations with successful photographers, musicians, fashion designers, artists and sculptors who have been so generous with their tactile advice to truly motivate and educate creatives to keep us all on this important path. Emma believes that if we aren't following our true inner creative calling, then we are literally harming our minds and bodies. So give it a listen and download Creative Ways Podcast now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Simming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham-West. Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode. And for everyone that clicked on subscribe on last week's episode, I can see that the numbers have gone up and that means the world to me. And if you're if you're new to Simming Stories, take a listen. And if this is the kind of thing that you hope to hear on a weekly basis, weight loss stories around mindfulness and around fitness, then I believe that you're in you're in good hands, especially this week with today's guest, which is Alicia Langridge. Now, Alicia is a Weight Watchers member and you really need to just go over and give Alicia some support on her Instagram account. The one thing that drew me initially to her account was the colours of the food that Alicia posts. So Alicia is vegan and Alicia's feed is called rainbow underscore room a food just looks amazing. I'm just saying this podcast interview, you know, you open up a restaurant and I'll be there tomorrow because the food just looks really, really, it looks really great. I don't often talk about food on this podcast, but it's so, so lovely. She's a lovely lady and it's been great just chatting with Alicia and every interview is different. And I would say that this was kind of one of those interviews that everything that she said, I had to agree with because she's really in tune with her weight loss journey and mindfulness and she understands how difficult it can be to get on the scales and not have that buzz of a big weight loss or to worry about getting on the scales and we do talk a lot about the scales and actually is it serving us to get on those scales each week and I agree with Alicia that I'm not sure that it does for me it just you know I know we need a goal I know we you know, when we first look at our weight loss journey, we, we think about a, a number um, that will bring our weight within a healthy BMI. We have that thing to work towards. And I'm not saying for one moment that, you know, don't set a goal. But I do feel when I look back about my own journey and getting on and off the scales um, and, I, and I start to think about, you know, when I've had a hard day at work, 
but then I'm getting weighed that evening um, then having maybe a salad rather than taking like a pasta dish out to work with me because I'm a lone worker it's it's really not the right way to go and I know that's all me I know that says nothing about the plan that I follow so I follow Slimming World and I know that's nothing about the plan but I think a lot of that isn't the plan that I follow it's all down to the fact that I weigh each week so I'd like to introduce you to Alicia to the first part of her story so this is part one of Alicia's journey and I think you'll find this quite interesting it's quite different to other interviews that I've done we do cover a lot around mindfulness and then the following episode will follow next week so is introducing Alicia to Slimming Stories. I'm so pleased that you've come on the show welcome to the Slimming Stories and I'm used to having some guests on from Australia Melbourne with with regards to Weight Watchers so you're my first Weight Watcher UK guest so welcome on board. <laughs> I feel like in a, in a privileged position then. Thank you exactly. for having me. <laughs> you are, you are. And when I looked at your Instagram account, it just, it's such a positive, positive account to look at the food. And to be honest, I, w- I don't really talk about food that much, but the food mm. on your page is just, it's just so beautiful. And, you know, I mean, you could sell your food to anybody. Anybody would want to buy your food. If you were, if you were to set up a restaurant, I would definitely go and dine out in that restaurant. It, it just looks good. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. No, and it's all plants as well. I'm vegan, so there's yes. no meat or dairy. But um, hopefully like, I enjoy putting meals together and sort of getting a bit creative in the kitchen. And I, I love all colourful food. So anything with all the colour in it attracts me. I'm like yeah. a magpie. Oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really nice that when you sit down to a meal that you really enjoy what you're eating and the presentation is really on point and yeah thank you so much for setting up this account and I did vegan January back in 2017 for I did it for three months but I think it's a struggle I think it's a bit of a struggle how how did you find turning to veganism was it something that is it that you've never enjoyed meat or is it something that you wanted to do so to be honest uh, well I haven't actually eaten meat for around well it's probably over 12 years now so I was pescatarian for about 12 years Um, and that was because I went to a farm on a school trip and I hadn't even like when you're brought up you know growing up you're kind of given food from your parents and you don't really question where it comes from you just eat what's on your plate like you go to McDonald's you eat a burger and I didn't have that connection as to where the meat come from and what it was till I went to this farm and then I kind of it just clicked and I was uh, that is what I'm eating those animals in front of me and it kind of just clicked so I then went pescatarian and around two and a half years ago well, it was coming up for three years actually I um went vegetarian and that was because I, I went traveling to Thailand and the Philippines wow. and I kind of saw what the um fish markets were like out there yeah. and that again just I think it's kind of seeing it from my own eyes rather than like because I'm very much of the viewer if you're gonna try and approach veganism or vegetarianism down people's throats but rather just show what it's like and how easy it is Mm. and but I think sort of a few years back so 10 years ago it was a lot more uncommon whereas now you go to the shops and there's like whole dairy-free sections vegan sections and I think the knowledge that's coming out like online space as well like in terms of educating people about plant-based meals you know getting your nutrients how to make sure that you're getting a balanced um diet as well Mm. so that's kind of where I went like as soon as I started being veggie I was then like no this is actually really easy and enjoyable and I then started trying vegan um products but 
I guess my biggest advice to anyone that is looking at reducing their meat or dairy intake is just to like take it slowly you know it's mm. not it doesn't need to be extreme because I think that's what put people puts people off thinking yeah. that you have to completely overhaul your lifestyle when it can actually be a gradual change for the environment or for your health or for the animals I guess when you know why you're doing it it makes it a bit easier doesn't it what I love the most about um, vegan plant-based and what I've tried to because when you first when I first went veggie vegan I was like, obsessed with all of the meat alternatives and all the mock meats and things but actually like you can really make delicious because I love curries and like yes. Asian type food just by using whole foods so chickpea curry sweet potato curry uh, roasted cauliflower like dals lentil stews and things like that that's the way that i kind of like to get creative in the kitchen but without necessarily using lots of um processed food like don't get me wrong i love vegan sausages burgers actually barbecue season yeah but um yeah whole foods are definitely a great way to make sure you're getting all of your core kind of food groups in as well definitely so just to talk about your journey a little bit, Alicia, obviously you Weight Watchers. I generally follow Slimming World. Uh, I have done Weight Watchers in the past. But I think when you when you mention those names, Weight Watchers and Slimming World, you know that the, the plan that you're going to be on is going to be nutritionally sound. And I know some people are kind of like, maybe like Slimming World snobs or Weight Watchers snobs. I, I'm coming from the, the place that at the end of the day, if you're following a plan that's going to reduce your weight to a healthy BMI, then it's a win-win. It doesn't matter which plan you follow, as long as your health is going in the right direction. If you just want to start, Alicia, just by telling us a little bit about where your issues with food started or where you, I guess, felt that you wanted to change how, how your food made you feel. Was there a, a moment in time that you, you just noticed those changes within you? Yeah, so do you know what? I have always struggled with um, my weight and body image for as long as I can remember. So as early as the age of five, uh, so starting school, being around other children, so I'm an only child, I wasn't really brought up like around children and sometimes, you know, brothers and sisters, they give each other banter or tease each other. I didn't really have any of that. So I went to school and I was overweight as a child and I noticed that I actually looked physically different to other children and I was also teased and called names because of my size. So from that age I kind of felt automatically like self-conscious or, or yeah. at least aware of how I looked. Mm. Whereas when you think of children you think of them as carefree and not really caring about what they look like or even mm. noticing what they look like. So I think from that age I've always kind of had a vulnerability to being conscious of what I look like and trying to make myself look a certain way to fit in so from that age really I have kind of always well I reckon probably from the age of 10 for health reasons and as advised by a doctor I had to go on a diet I'm putting my inverted comments up here because right. I don't necessarily agree with that approach and um, because what that did to me is actually led to me developing a bit of a distorted relationship with food mm. so from a young age I was on a diet um I then got the idea that all food was either good or bad you know chocolate bars are bad salads are good and I sort of grew up with that understanding right through my teenage years and through to my early 20s I did all sorts of ridiculous diets only eating at certain times of the day only eating certain food groups only having a certain amount of calories I did the shake diets obviously I'm not going to name and shame but we all know the main one and also I did special k diet I think you know you know, I probably tried it but guess what it didn't work and that's because no. my I, I, I ate the foods that they told me to but my mindset 
was not in the right place and what these diets don't do is they don't set your they don't help your mindset they might tell you the foods to eat to lose weight to look a certain way but it's not actually dealing with the underlying issues that people might be facing with food you know it's so easy to say eat less move more but if you're struggling with body image or you know self-confidence issues and you know comfort eating is such a huge thing that people don't really always associate with losing weight do they they just think it's easy and I think that's kind of what I struggled with for many years until Mm. it got to a point when I finished university and I was starting law school and I just thought you know I'm so fed up of letting my headspace be filled with like diet food you know I I would be self-conscious if I had to go out for dinner with friends because I'd think oh I'm going to cheat on my diet do you know what I'm going out for dinner on a Thursday so for that reason I then have to binge eat as much as I can until Monday it was those kind of cycle yeah. binge restrict cycles that I was stuck in I just thought I don't I've had enough of this I want to develop a healthy relationship with food and eat healthily but I don't really know where to start I was kind of like at the end of my tether so I thought what I thought was healthy eating was eating like um you know you could get the prepared ready meals there's absolutely nothing wrong with ready meals but I thought that just eating those sorts of foods would then be healthy because I was only eating three meals a day but Mm. what I really needed to understand was like nutritional healthy cook from scratch meals that I could prepare myself so that was when I I thought you know what I'm gonna start it was called Weight Watchers then but now it's Wormus that works but I want to approach this with a totally different mindset I don't want to do this to lose weight necessarily obviously I feel uncomfortable in my own skin and that I would like to lose weight but ultimately I want to actually change my mindset for the better and I don't want to be on a diet for the rest of my life. I just want to know how to live a healthy lifestyle and then carry that through. And that is the toughest part for anyone that is starting on a weight loss journey or a fitness journey is just understanding that you don't have to constantly be chasing a number on the scales. You can, no. If you focus on how you feel, you're more likely to take that forward with you for the rest of your life. Yes. And just, just to unpick a little bit what you said mm. at the beginning about you was an only child and then you were surrounded by children you had that bullying and yeah I'm just trying to think of that situation of this you know this girl rocking up at the the GP surgery and then age 10 it's almost that's kind of confirmed by by a doctor so if we just want to go back yeah in a magical time loop to, to that mm. moment in time of, of, of yeah. turning up at the doctors having been through that how did that feel hearing that from a professional? I'd imagine that age 10, you know, you know, you know how important a doctor is and the respect that you yeah. give to a doctor when a doctor talks, you mm-hmm. listen and you're there with you, you know, with your parents. How, how did that feel for you hearing that? Well, I, I had fallen off a horse and broken my arm. And um, so that's Goodness. why I was in the, I went to go to the hospital. So that was actually what led me there. And obviously you'd need to do x-rays on your arm, etc. So they ask you to get on the scales. And I just remember stepping on the scales. And I think I can actually remember the number. And I don't really like saying numbers of weight and things because everyone is so different. But I was 10 and I'm pretty sure that I was over 10 stone. And right. for a child to be 10 and 10 stone, I know for a fact that obviously that is not a healthy weight for a child. That well, That's my understanding of it. So the doctor obviously did have concerns. And to be honest with you, because I had kind of always been aware of my weight from that age, it didn't really necessarily shock me at that, at that point. But um, I just remember like mum 
bless her, being really supportive, not telling me that I actually had to lose weight. She just said, I'm going to help you with this. Like, yeah. cause he said, yeah. you know, she just said, I'm going to help you with this. And she didn't make a big deal about it, but it was already, I think it was to do with how I felt and basically based on kids being kids and being called names. I think once you already have that ingrained in you, you kind of then feel like, it, it, it defines you in some way when yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. have to and you're so susceptible to being you know if someone calls you a certain name you do kind of believe it as a child because you don't really know any different you can't shake it off and you are constantly comparing yourself to to the other kids around you don't get me wrong I had such a wonderful childhood and had friends growing up but I just think that from being called names from an early age it does have an everlasting impact on people which is why I cannot stand bullies hate no, them for sure for sure and <laughs> at the point that you'd gone to the GP and it made these suggestions can you remember having to make any drastic changes with what you was eating as a child because I too had the same the same situation where when I went to secondary school, I think I was about, I was between nine and a half and 10 stone. And, you know, the same for somebody that's yeah. age 10, you know that that's, that's not the right, right figure that you need to be looking at on the, on the scales and, and just being conscious of that. And it's a time that you feel kind of self-conscious anyway, isn't it? Oh, so, absolutely. <laughs> and like that, puberty is starting and everything as well. So exactly. you, it's you, like you don't need it's it, do really you? It's really difficult. And it's no, so lovely that, you, you know, your mum, supported you in that she didn't make an issue of it for, for my mum who's a big on baking and cooking it was like it, it was not even it was no it's never never an issue for my mum we, we come from a family of I guess big strong women and that's just how yeah. it was it was never she never at any point put me on a diet in fact I was the one that was buying special k age 10 I was the one that's saying can you buy me this thinking <laughs> in my yeah. innocence that if I buy this brand that says I can look like the lady in, you know in the red the red swimsuit then win-win <laughs> Let, let's go yeah. out and buy the cereal um, so is there anything that you can remember about any changes that you had to make it at that time age 10? Yeah I remember that whenever if dinner was cooking and I was hungry I would say I'm hungry and then mum would say I'll have this to keep me going and it would be like a penguin bar or a packet of crisps but from that point forward I remember it was like she helped me without making a big deal out of it so rather than like giving you know rather than having foods around that weren't necessarily healthy there would be plenty of other options for me to have so if I was hungry there was always something for me to eat but it was more of a healthier alternative without me really realizing that it was necessarily she just always made sure that like I always had a lunch like a, a packed lunch at school but it was never like totally different from what other children were having no, that's but, good. so no one would really notice until I started to lose weight and I remember at the end of junior school I went on a school trip to Osmington Bay and I kind of lost weight and I, I did feel a lot better in myself but, but just oh, because I didn't feel so self-conscious but when I do look back on that it does make me feel a little bit sad in a way because I thought that obviously to be happy I had to lose weight it, it's quite a difficult like yeah. way to sum up isn't it? it is i remember going to weight watchers when i was 14 i think i was about 14 and a half and i can remember being in the changing room with the teacher and all the other girls getting changed for pe and it's actually the the pe teacher that says to me claire have you lost weight and we started having this conversation and i was really shy at school really ridiculously shy yeah. and you can't not answer the PE teacher and she's like oh have you lost weight you look really good and then we're having this this I guess great conversation about you're looking really well you're looking really good you look and then and then she says to me 
but don't go too far with it. And I was like, just a minute, you just, you just complimented me and how, you know, how much weight I've lost and my weight change. Yeah. And I, I can remember having lost weight and, and going to the groups at that, that young age. And, and I can remember always going to school with this, it was like a roll that was like quite, it was like full of air basically. And if you, it looked quite big, it looked like a normal white roll. But if you had this particular roll, it was, you, you could have it on the Weight Watchers plan anyway. And, and then other teachers would, would comment saying, oh, Claire, you've lost weight, well done. And it was quite a random thing, I guess, to hear from teachers. And I, I'd imagine in one sense, as wanting to support me, but I didn't, I kind of didn't want the attention as well. It was, it was a weird feeling, yeah. I guess. And also that just adds to the whole complexity of it, that people always associate weight loss with happiness and like saying that you look well, when really, for all of the teachers now, you could have been going for a really hard time and that's yeah. why you'd lost weight because, you know, weight loss can actually be because of stress and anxiety yes. and depression, all of these other issues. But because we're conditioned to think that weight loss is the be all and end all and yeah, you, you lose weight, you're, you're instantly happy. Yeah. That can then cause you to either continue losing weight at a rate which isn't necessarily healthy as well. So it's such a difficult thing, yeah. isn't it? But ultimately you know people want to lose weight to be healthy but I think that needs to go alongside with the mindset piece of remembering that actually weight loss is just one piece of the puzzle exactly and I've seen so many people that have lost large amounts of weight and get to target and then no sooner have they got to target they're wanting to lower the target and then they lower the target again and also with some swimming classes including the one that I go to you're rewarded so it's like if you if you lose then another I guess half stone then you get this award and then if you go and lose another uh, yeah it's, it's very I think initially the innocence through setting up a healthy nutritious eating plan is fantastic the fact that you can eat normal foods like you do on Slimming World and and Weight Watchers initially it's, it's fantastic that you're getting these rewards and and you can eat the foods and you can have the freedom of taste can't you you know you don't have to have like you said you can't you don't have to have the the shakes or the unhealthy mm -hmm. plastic foods or anything like that you can eat yeah. healthy normal food healthy food but then with the reward system there's a lot of difficulty i feel with with the rewards and i spoke about this recently with kim on my podcast about instead of saying well done you've lost this you've had a great weight loss talk about well done you've had a, a great weight change and and what, what have those changes meant for you with your weight yeah. it, it's a really difficult thing and it sounds so so i guess so small doesn't it it's such a small piece in the big picture but it's such mm -hmm. a powerful one too oh absolutely because it's all well and good saying weight loss is amazing it makes you feel good but on the other hand we all know how weight gain can make us feel and it can make you feel absolutely like you almost feel like you're carrying a weight on your shoulders you're a failure why have i put on weight um you you let your weight dictate your mood so if you mm -hmm. lose weight you're then yes. happy if you put on weight you're then sad when yeah. in reality who the hell knows if someone's put on four pounds, you know, half a stone or not, like that doesn't necessarily show. There can be all sorts of reasons for putting on weight, which is why now that I lost the two stone and I've managed to keep that off for five years now. And I think part of the reason why that is, is because I haven't weighed in every week or every day. I've just focused on how I feel because you, what you know in yourself, if you feel well, or if you've been eating foods that fulfill you and they make you feel, you know, wholesome and, you know, 
you just know don't you if you've yeah. kind of been eating foods that make you feel happy balanced energized you know no sugar highs and lows um, and I've, I try to use that as a factor of how I feel rather than if I've had a weekend where perhaps I have had a bit of a splurge or um, eaten quite a lot of sugary or processed foods. I know that stepping on the scales on a Monday morning is not going to help the situation. It's no. actually just going to make me feel really <laughs> like hard on myself. So what's the point? And some might say, oh, that's, you know, that's burying your head in the sand. Well, actually, no, it's not because the only thing that's changing from that moment is you stepping on the scales. Yeah. All you have to do is just make an active decision whenever the next day is or the next meal and just say, do you know, what? I'm actually going to focus on some foods that are going to make me feel uh, energized for longer. I don't need to know what I weigh because your weight doesn't define you. Yeah, we're more than a number on the scales. Like the scales doesn't tell you how like much your family and friends love you. The scales don't tell you how many workouts you've done that week. Like you might have smashed a run that you haven't run before. You might have lifted weights that you've not lifted before. And also the scales don't tell you how productive you've been this week. You might have had a really hard week at work hmm. and you know, you've got, you've had loads of meetings, you've met loads of deadlines and you've put on three pounds and then suddenly that dictates your mood and you think, Oh, yeah. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. So I think sometimes for anyone that's struggling with their relationship with the scales, it's just take a break from it. It doesn't need to rule your life. No. And I know like uh, quite a lot of lifestyle plans and, um, do focus on weighing in or checking in but remember like you are your own person you can still go to these weekly sessions if you find them really productive and they give you motivation but you don't have to step on the scales when you get there if you don't want to like with um ww one of the reasons through the changes through the new program is that you can go to your check-in but you don't have to weigh on the scales if you don't want to you can just go along to speak about the topic of the week you know, if you've had a couple of difficulties that week or if you want to share anything that you've learned that week, then you can. But you're not under any obligation to kind of or pressure to step on the scales if you don't want to. And that's that goes with my ethos, because at the moment I haven't I haven't weighed since I don't know, about eight weeks now, nine weeks. And right. I, I don't I don't know what I weigh right now, <laughs> but all I know is that I'm doing the same as what I always do. So if my weight fluctuates a little bit, the world is not going to stop turning it's taken me years to get yeah. to that position it's a lovely mindset to have and not to feel that that weight is is dictating your way in life or or any you know it's not having this big mental strain on i've got to be this way i think sometimes we have yeah. that disconnect don't we with what we put in what we eat you know what, what we try to give our bodies to fuel our bodies is yeah. is for a reason it's not to be you know a size eight it's not to be a certain number on the scales it's it's for a purpose it's, it's to fuel our bodies and by recognizing that okay if i eat this it's going to make me feel this and if i eat that it's going to make me feel that way it, it's almost it's a kindness it's self-care isn't it to our bodies Absolutely. and our intent yeah and also weighing yourself like i i completely appreciate when people have a, a weight loss goal or they want to lose a certain amount of weight then of course like weighing on the scales periodically is a is a good way to track your progress but i just think that focusing on other ways to track your progress as well are just as important because when you do ultimately get to the point where your weight loss uh, naturally starts slowing down or you get to the kind of place that you want to be if you're constantly looking for the scales as like your a validation of your worth that isn't going to last very long because you come to realize that when you lose all the weight you need to your weight will fluctuate naturally by give or take half a stone sometimes and yeah. i think constantly worrying about these three pounds that you might be losing or putting on you're taken away from the fact that actually you could be focusing your energy on 
you know, what other things have I done this week that have made me feel yeah. really great? And I just think that's such a more healthier way to look at it. But I completely appreciate that, you know, I've grown up with stepping on the scales like every day at school and, you know, thinking that if I lose a certain number on the scales, it makes me a better person. But actually, it doesn't because you could have four people lined up in a line and they all weigh the same, but they look totally different. They could yeah, be different yeah. height, different body structures, different, you know, figures. Everyone is completely different, but we all view weight the same. Like we all think, oh, this number on the scales is perfect for everyone. But actually it's not. We're all so different. There's so many golden nuggets from this week's episode. And I'm really pleased that Alicia was so open really around a, a journey and thoughts around mindfulness and I particularly like when she mentioned about how we're really all conditioned to think about weight loss as being this magical key <laughs> that we, they've got this key and you know get the weight off and then everything is is possible and I think you know if we really truly believe that then often that that is the case because we won't give ourselves the permission to have the life we want until we see that number on the scales. That's not to say that we can't start to live the life we want without seeing the number on the scales. It's because we believe that unless we see that number on the scales, then things can't happen in our favour. Nothing positive can happen without seeing that golden number, without receiving those rewards. And without receiving confirmation that now, you know, you can be happy. Everything's okay because you've had that big weight loss. You're at your goal weight. Now you can go on and live the, the best life. How often do we hear that on Instagram? You know, live your best life. I mean, for goodness sake, we don't need to see that, do we? You know, when we do have an unhealthy BMI, then it makes sense to work towards weight loss and fitness goals. Absolutely, 100%. That is the right way to go. And we know that, don't we? We know that. However, do we need to be getting on the scales every week? Do we need that constant reminder? And I'm sure everyone can relate to what Alicia said about getting on the scales and, and where we've got on the scales. And that's, you know, totally changed our day because maybe we've not seen the number that we've wanted to see. And I think this says a lot around behaviours that we've had. I guess culturally for a long time around the scales and they're just a measure it's literally just a measure but it's not everything it really isn't everything neither is weight loss <laughs> neither is weight loss just as Alicia mentioned you know it's often a great a great thing to have because especially if you have a lot of weight to lose the you know the the restrictions on our health and our vitality, getting that weight off is a big thing, isn't it? It's a big achievement and it's absolutely in need of, of celebrations when we do get there. But if we, if we just focus on a number and if we believe we're just a number, if we believe that maybe by putting on an extra half a stone of what we once saw as a target member, that that's going to really impact our health and I think we need to be sitting ourselves down and having a really true and honest conversation with ourselves because we're not just a number we're not just a weight loss we are who we are and we can start our lives on the best intentions 
before we get to that magic number. We really, really can. And maybe you're an online member of a group, listen to this, and I've transferred to online simply because I couldn't stand the thought of getting on the scale every week. I just could not, I just couldn't do it anymore. That thought and my behaviour around getting weighed every week, it was just messing my head up, really messing my head up. And I just thought, I can't do it. And since I've changed to being an online member, I'm still weighing myself and the, the weight is coming off. But I do not weigh myself every week. At the moment, I've recognised that it's not serving me well and I just refuse to do it. But what I do know is I know my body and I know the shape of my body and if my belly is particularly bloated and maybe I've not had a pasta dish, for example, if my shape is that my belly's quite round, it's quite bloated, I know that my weight's not going in the right direction. I don't need a pair of scales. If my trousers fit quite tightly, I know that I put weight on. I don't need a set of scales. So many measures, isn't there, in place? And, you know, getting weighed is just one of them. So thanks so much for tuning in for another episode of Simming Stories. You'll find Alicia's part two next week. So until then, have a great week and take care. Thank you.